did you see what she was wearing? But she didn't leave the first time. They just need to work harder. What did they expect? She was asking for it. He was asking for it. My mommy said they're asking for it. Hold up! No. No. This is what we're asking for. Consent. No means no. Yes means yes. Can I kiss you? Yes. Respect. Help. Love and support. Empathy. Justice. No justice, no peace. Equality. Liberty and justice for all. These are the things we're asking for. Welcome to the very first episode of Ask For It. I'm your host, Carly Johnson, international TEDx speaker, MS Ed educator. That just means my degree is a master's of science in education. I'm also a victim and mental health advocate and probably the world's best party starter. Party starter, you might ask. Along with what's the deal with the picture of her on a red toilet? Well, watch my TEDx talk. It's called I Pooped My Pants. That pretty much sums it up, but we'll get to that topic on a different episode. I call myself a party starter because that's what I do. I get the party started. The word party can be used in a couple of different ways. As a noun, there's two definitions. One, a social gathering of invited guests, typically involving eating, drinking, and entertainment, or a formally constituted political group typically operating on the national basis that contests elections and attempts to form or take part in a government. Now, it's a verb and my personal favorite use of the word, to enjoy oneself as a party or lively gathering, typically with drinking and music. And that, my friends, is what I do. I gather up invited guests to entertain and sometimes form political groups as an activist and an advocate. But my favorite is I enjoy it. And I want others to enjoy it, too. I have fun, and I make these awkward and uncomfortable topics approachable for everyone. That is what sets me apart from other speakers and educators in my field. And that, my friends, is the goal of this podcast. Ask For It was years in the making, and it took a worldwide pandemic to really put a fire under my butt to finally get it out there. This podcast is unique. It's a mix. Some episodes will be just myself as an educator, a speaker, and storyteller, where I share my personal stories and education topics. Other episodes will be me as a mom with my adorable three-year-old son as we share words of encouragement and support to help you get through your week. And some episodes will be me as a host and an interviewer where I bring on guests, some the best in the world, literally, to share their stories and expertise to break down myths spread awareness, teach skills, and challenge the way our society raised us on issues surrounding consent, help, empathy, justice, and equality. Some episodes will be uplifting and empowering, others hilarious, some will be sad and depressing and challenging as we take on these super hard topics, but the goal is for each episode for you to be walking away learning something new, feeling something, and ready to do something. So before we jump into the good stuff, I wanted to give you all an introduction to myself and why I do this work. This is one of my favorite keynote speeches that I've written and presented for numerous events. 
This gives you a look into who I am and why I do what I do, including launching this new podcast. Because some of you are meeting me for the very first time. And when you meet someone for the first time, you're typically asked three questions. But I'm going to throw in a bonus question that everyone should get into the habit of asking, especially when you meet someone for the first time. Number one, what's your name? Again, hi, I'm Carly Johnson. Easy enough. People want to know what to call you. You can call me Carly. Question two. This is the bonus question that not everyone asks, but you should. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. I interchangeably use she and they pronouns because I believe everyone should get into the habit of using gender-neutral pronouns. I'm a she and I'm a they. Don't worry, we'll have a whole episode on this topic coming up soon. And question three, where are you from? Easy. People want to know where you're from and or where you currently live. I get this question all the time when I'm traveling for speaking and education events. I grew up in a small farm town of Sherrard, Illinois. Go SHS Tigers, yeah, wow. My hometown, with a population of 600, is about 20 minutes outside of the Quad Cities, right where Iowa and Illinois meet the good old Mississippi River. I grew up in a small farm town where nothing quote-unquote bad happens, or at least the bad things happened behind closed doors. I worked on a farm for four years to pay for my first car. We had things like bring your tractor to school day, and I got off of school for a rodeo, and hunting with your family. Everyone knew everyone, which was sometimes a really good thing, and then other times a bad thing. For example, as a senior in high school, I once walked into the local pizza joint for a carryout order, and the owner, who I knew, of course, came running out, and she, she said, let me see it, let me see it, and I said, see what? And then she grabbed my hand and goes, the diamond. And I was like, no, 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 no. But you see, my boyfriend at the time had bought me the tiniest of diamond earrings for my 18th birthday. And apparently it got around town that he got me a diamond. So yeah, that's the kind of small town gossip I grew up with. I was your typical manic pixie dream girl. Outgoing, loud, Annoying to some, hilarious to others. I was involved with drama, band, choir, captain of the dance team. I was president of Students Against Destructive Decisions. I was a peer helper, a Girl Scout camp counselor, a volunteer. And although I wasn't super popular, I was somehow prom queen. <laughs> but really, it was because I was friends with everyone. Just your typical, happy, people-pleasing girl next door. And to my outside world, I was peppy, cheery, fun Carly, but little did they know I was also struggling with things like depression, bullying, my sexuality, typical family issues, and abusive relationships. Then I went off to college, to Northern Illinois University, go Huskies, yeah, in DeKalb, Illinois a town literally known for corn. So while all of my city and suburban friends complained that there was too much corn and nothing to do there, I was like, y'all, come on. Like, there's a freaking Target. This is amazing. I had never been to Starbucks or Chipotle, and I could walk to a McDonald's from my bedroom. Before, it took me 25 minutes to drive to just anything. It was amazing. So while my college experience was amazing, 
And I grew as a student and a lifelong learner. I gained professional work experience. I made awesome lifelong friends and mentors, and I had such a blast. But it was also the hardest and most traumatic four years of my life. It was trauma after trauma after trauma, which leads me to that fourth and final question. What do you do? This question is the big one. From middle school until your deathbed, people will be asking you this question. In school, it starts with, what activities do you do? What sports do you play? What clubs are you in? In college, everyone wants to know your major and what you're studying. And as adults, people want to know what you do for a living. So when I'm asked this question, my answer typically changes depending on my mood. I'll usually start by saying, I'm a speaker and an educator. The follow-up question is always, oh, okay, well, what do you teach? What do you speak on? And this, my friends, is where I get to have some fun. My favorite answer is just simply rape. Yes, yep, I'm internationally known as the rape lady. In fact, I once had a kid at Target yell across the produce section. He goes, hey, it's the rape lady, after he had just seen me speak in his health class the day before. So, yeah, real cool kid. That's, that's me. I'm the one who comes into your kids' schools and talks to them about sexual violence and dating abuse. When I don't feel like getting uncomfortable looks or comments, I'll say something like, I'm a consent, healthy relationships, and sex ed educator. I also teach communication courses at a university, and I'm a victim rights and mental health advocate and activist for other intersectional issues like women's rights, LGBTQ+, racism, healthcare. I could go on, but you get it. It all intersects. But the big follow-up question is always, how the heck did you get involved in this work? And that's easy, because I lived it. I am a survivor and a victim of sexual violence, including rape and sexual assault, dating and domestic violence, bullying and harassment, gun violence, mental illness, and other traumas. But the thing is, I'm also the friend, the partner, the daughter, the granddaughter, the sister, niece, nephew, peer, coworker of so many people who are also survivors and victims. And after I slowly started sharing my stories within my circles, I heard story after story of similar abuse, and I was sick of it. I tell people I've been saying and hearing me too for over 10 years. My very first job outside of college was at an advertising and marketing firm. I was obsessed with the show Mad Men, and I loved the idea of working in advertising. I was an account executive, so I always joked that I was like Pete Campbell from Mad Men, but, you know, not an a-hole. So when I first started, I felt amazing. I had huge multi-billion dollar clients. My job was to be the liaison from client to the creative department, and I slowly discovered that the corporate world wasn't for me. But the straw that broke the camel's back was a project I worked on for pantyhose. And I remember sitting in a meeting room as the higher-ups went through pictures of models, picking their favorites and commenting on their bodies, and, oh, you know, we need someone more ethnic. Oh, maybe a, a hot redhead. And then after the shoe, we spent thousands of dollars on photoshopping these already beautiful and incredible women. And I had just spent my last year of college as the president of Women's Rights Alliance. And here I was at a toxic work environment with unhappy coworkers and a sexist boss, 
So I started looking for jobs and a career where I could empower women instead of Photoshop them. But a month later, I found and I applied for a prevention educator and victim advocate role at the local rape crisis center. A month later, I was in the classrooms teaching students about consent, sexual violence, dating abuse. I did trainings with law enforcement, military personnel, teachers, healthcare staff. I was on the hotlines with victims or people who knew victims and needed support. I was in the hospital, um, I was in the courtrooms, I was in the police stations, and being there to support victims and survivors. It really was the most rewarding position in three years of my life, but it was also one of the hardest. And after a very traumatic hospital call with an overweight black woman who the police and medical staff did not believe until we saw horrific physical proof, That experience, it shook me, and it made me realize that as much as I care for hospital and legal victim advocacy, that just, it wasn't the role for me. That my strengths and my unique skills and passions were about preventing this stuff from happening. And others, you know, teaching folks how to support victims and survivors. About a week later, after that traumatic call, I was at a high school doing another program for a health class when the teacher asked me about scheduling dates for the next semester. I told her I couldn't do that specific date, but I could get another educator to do it. And I'll never forget this conversation because she looked me straight in the eyes and put her hand on my shoulder and said, no, Carly, we want you. We want you specifically because you have a way of connecting with these kids that we haven't seen before. And that stuck with me. That was the start of me quitting my full-time job to start my own speaking and education business. And the rest, which you'll learn more about in the future, is, is history. But this wild career of mine wasn't just inspired by personal traumas and a job listing I found online. In fact, it actually went back further than that. One of my favorite memories and stories is the time I was driving with my grandma in high school. And we were chatting about careers, and she asked me, She goes, Carly, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I looked at her, and without a doubt in my mind, I said, a motivational speaker. She laughed, of course, and asked why. And it was because earlier that week, we had two back-to-back speakers come to our school. And we crammed into the gym to listen to their big, unrelatable stories. This former, huge, buff NFL player describing his attempted suicide and this former beautiful Miss America who stood in her gorgeous hair and makeup and dress and shared her bullying experiences. And I remember sitting there wondering how much our school paid for this, knowing that I could do better because they sucked. The problem was their their stories and their experiences, they were just so out there. And the message of, oh, my life sucked and look at me now, be nice to people, you can do it, it was all BS. Because my friends and I, we saw through it. We were in a small rural farm town, and we couldn't relate to an NFL player in Miss America. I remember my grandma then asking me, okay, well, what do you want to motivate on? And I remember sitting there and thinking, and I just said, you know, I don't know yet. I'm not sure, but I'll figure it out as I go. I just know that I want to connect with people and motivate them to be happy and to do good. And that, again, is what makes me different. I don't have one huge, big story like most speakers. I have friends in this field who have these unbelievable lifetime movie experiences. One has a law named after her. 
passed in over 30 states because of her horrific childhood sexual abuse. Another friend, kidnapped, walking to her car and assaulted as a teen, and now has a huge national organization supporting survivors. But me? Eh. I'm just your everyday victim, sharing everyday stories and connecting with those everyday survivors across the world. A few years back, I got that question again, like I always do, but this time I stopped and I really thought about it for a second. What do I do? Yeah, you know, I'm a speaker, I'm an educator, and an advocate, but like, what, what do I do? I motivate. So yeah, actually, I am. I'm a motivational speaker. I motivate people not to rape or abuse. <sighs> but, you know, I also motivate to prevent violence. I also motivate to, and empower to speak out, to seek help, to support survivors. I share my personal stories so that others don't feel alone. I talk a lot, which you'll find out, about things that people don't like to talk about. But also topics that people love to talk about, like sex and trauma and mental health and oppression. I connect. Connection is so important for me and a huge reason why I'm launching this new podcast. One of my favorite things to do is connect people with people, with others going through the same situations and connect folks with organizations or services for help and support. I make friends. I love making new friends. And again, connecting others to new friends. I have internet friends from across the globe, many who I've never met in person, and hope to connect and make more friends through this podcast. I embrace being different, being my true self, my whole messy but beautiful self. I laugh and snort a lot. I have fun, so much fun. I love, and I love big. I'm kind and caring, but I also gave up being nice over doing what's right. I also piss off some people. I say things that people don't want to hear or they don't want to accept. I don't back down. When I see or hear or know something is wrong, I won't back down. And I'm trying. I am trying my hardest to make my community, all my communities, trying to make my world in our world, a better place. If you could go back in time and tell 17-year-old Carly, you're going to be that speaker, but you're going to be internationally known as the rape lady who pooped her pants, I'd tell you, no, 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 freaking way. <laughs> Get lost. But that's who I am. And that is what I do. And that is why I'm here with you today. Ultimately, what I do, I prevent the bad and empower the good. And I'm doing that through this podcast as I spread awareness and education on these tough topics while introducing you, asking those same four questions to the most incredible people from all over the world who are also preventing the bad and empowering the good. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen, to learn something new, to get inspired, and to do the same. So today, I want you to do two things. Number one, now that you know me, I want to know you. I want you to reach out to me. Feel free to email, follow, friend, message, or you can join our VIP Ask For It Facebook uh, group to post and just tell me your name, your pronouns, where you're from, 
And what do you do to make your community a better place? I don't care what you do for money or for a living. I want to know what do you do to prevent the bad and empower the good. Second thing, I want you to ask someone, anyone, could be someone you know already or a total stranger, but ask them their name, ask them their pronouns, ask them where they're from, and ask them what they do to make their community and world a better place. Ask what they do to prevent the bad and empower the good. Thank you again for listening to the very first episode of Ask For It. Again, I'm Carly Johnson, and until next time, don't stop asking. If you like what you hear and want more, please leave a review and subscribe or follow on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit askforapodcast.com to join our mailing list and VIP Facebook group. Consider donating or supporting on Patreon. And be sure to follow on Instagram and Facebook at Ms. Carly Johnson. That's M-S-K-A-R-L-I Johnson. A very special shout out to our talented introduction volunteers. Kim, Jasmine, Mia, Kelsey, Derek, Little Keeley, Sean, Dorothy, Nick and Sarah, Little Drew, Laura, Kevin, Kelly, Keith, Katie, Jude, Hannah, Courtney Lynn, Alejandra, Little Lily Bell, Kelsey, Atley, Jamie, Kelsey, Veronica. I'm so sorry if I'm missing someone else. <laughs> we had so many volunteers. Thank you all. This project could not be possible without our incredible donors. An enormous thank you to Molly, Jamie, Beth, Jude, Garrett, Carrie, Candace, Jill, Mitch, Stephanie, Sarah, Jackie, Rebecca, Callan, Melanie, Candy, Kelsey, Stephanie and Madison, Adam, Erica, James, Ian, Hope, Nicole, Emily, Matt, Katie and Darren, Angie, Kim, Abby, Chad, Megan, Tabitha, Megan, Nancy, Linnea, Katie and Divya. And a very special thanks to my son, Oliver, for being the cutest kid ever. Asking for the podcast! Howdy, this is Seth from Kalispell, Montana. Ask For It is hosted by Carly Johnson, created and produced by Carly Johnson with help from Joe Licious and Georgia Smith-Marr from Sassy Snowflake Says Hi. Artwork helped by Jen Marquez-Ginn and Amy Ginn. Edited by Amita Ganada at Audio Muses. Visit carlyjohnson.com, that's K-A-R-L-I johnson.com, for more info on how to bring Carly to your school, business, or event. Thanks.